it is time to celebrate. It is time to rejoice. Donnie is gone. And we are living it up. To everybody that we living it up, we say. Goodbye, Donnie. Typical every day, one night, that is physical. I'm a dog, and I It is a momentous occasion. It is a celebratory time. We living it up. We living it up. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 40 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James, back like Jordan wearing the faux five. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging on the social media platforms with me. I truly, truly appreciate all the love and all of the support I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there. Thank you to all the poll workers out there. And thank you to all the people out here who use, who continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. Um, we always have to start the shows with thank yous. The thank yous are very, very, very important. And we are going to have such a great show, man. I'm in such a great mood. I had a great week off. And, man, Donnie is the fuck out of here, man. Like, it would have been a much different show. I know, coming off that week, if Donnie won, oh, man. But he lost. The people came out in droves there was record numbers of voting record numbers of young people voting and it's just so great it's so great it's so powerful um the power of a unified voice the power of people realizing that you know they have power and what they say what they have to say i should say what they have to say um is important and what they have to say matters and what they have to say should be respected and should be uh uh um uh, taken heed of, you know, so it, it's great. It's just a great, um, it was just a great result, obviously, because I was t- on, uh, team Biden and Harris, but it's just a great thing to see that in 2020, you know, amidst all the turmoil, amidst all the bad news that people have unified the way that they have. And that's great. And, and, 
it, it is such a it is such a blessing to be a part of. I'm just so happy I was able to be a part of it. And uh, man, much love to everyone out there who you know activated themselves, went out and voted. It is so it was is so great just to see that, and that should tell you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, wherever you are in the world, or wherever you you know um, align, or wherever you come from, or uh, things of that nature. You will never you should never feel like what you have to say um, doesn't matter. That's like that's the biggest point from that. Like what you have to say matters. And um, and and we saw it. We saw it. So much love again to everyone who went out and voted. And man, I'm so happy that (laughs) I'm so happy that Donnie is gone, dog. I'm so happy. So we are living it up, man, for episode 40. Living it up. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro, of course, is an amazing song from an amazing artist. It is called Living It Up um, by Ja Rule featuring Case off of the album Pain Is Love. Um, man, what what can you say? Like, what can you say? It's it it's the perfect song to encapsulate how I'm feeling. Um you know, with just the result of the of the election and everything. And it was it was just so joyous. You know what I'm saying? It's just so joyous that people will defeat tyranny. And, um, and we fought against tyranny and we fought against white supremacy. And I'm, I'm just I'm just so thrilled about it, man. It's just, <laughs> so I said, man, Ja Rule living it up. That got to go on. there, And I had to let it run, too. It ran for like a minute and a half. I had to let it run. So shout out to Ja Rule, man. And um, shout out to Ja Rule. And shout out to everyone again. Shout out to everyone again for going out and fucking voting, man. It is it's just so great. And it's just so great. I'm in such a great mood. So um, but shout out again to Ja Rule. And shout out again to everyone who went out and used their voice for the election. Now it's time for my favorite, 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 favorite segment of the podcast. It is called Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is a segment I like to do at the beginning of each show just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before. Um, just to try and show how many great things how many great ideas, and how many great people come from the Bronx, New York. So, without any further ado, your Bronx fact for today is, were you under the impression that Haagen-Dazs premium ice cream hails from Europe? The name certainly hints of Sweden, Germany, or Denmark. However, the family business was birthed in the Bronx during the 1960s. Inventor Ruben Mattis liked the name Haagen-Dazs, believing that the Danish-sounding moniker conveyed an image of fine tradition and craftsmanship. He was also inspired by the fact that Denmark was the only country which openly protected Jewish people during World War II. By the year 1973, pints were being shipped across the country. Three years later, the first retail store opened. And after Pillsbury purchased the company in 1983, the ice cream attained international fame. 
That is your Bronx fact for episode number 40. Yes! Yes! Damn, son, where'd you find this? All right, so we have today, we have a very, very, very special guest. I love it when a podcast comes full circle. In the very beginning, I said, I need something to let people know what type of show this is going to be. I need a logo. I need something where someone sees this on the internet and says, I understand what I'm going to get when I, when I tune in. So today we have a very special guest, the creator of the Bronx Bias Podcast logo and the creator and CEO of A. Davis Graphic Design. Give it up for my guy, Aaron Davis. Thank you for coming on the show. How are you? What's up, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to, first of all, catch up with you again, because it's been a number of years since we caught up. Um, you know, well, having each other on Instagram is one thing, but like actually connecting again and building is, is a whole other thing. So I'm happy to be here and be able to do that with you, bro. You know, everything is good, man. Thank God, in spite of what's going on, you know. Right, right. So for the people out here who don't know, when I used to live in Brooklyn, you know, because this is the Bronx Bias podcast, but it started in Brooklyn. Right, right. Me and Aaron and his sister, Courtney, and my sister, Chedney, went to the same church, we went to the same school. We went to Elam Academy together and Mm -hmm. Park Slope Academy together. My grandmother used to drive us to school every day, pick us up. I used to go with my sister to Aaron's house with his two sisters, Courtney and Phoebe. (laughs) We used to hang out, play PlayStation, Mm -hmm. a whole bit. The whole nine, man. The whole nine. I'll never forget those days, man. Um, Yes. It's it's funny how life goes full circle, you know? Yes. But, yo, like, I'll never forget that. Like, I remember, I, I, I distinctly remember... Cup of noodles, bro. I remember us coming to school with the little cup of noodles, and then we'd be checking each other, like, you gonna finish that? And you just yep. you know, you know how you are as kids, you asking every kid for their food in the class. You're like, yo, you gonna, you know, but we go back, we go back, bro. I remember the play dates and you know, all of that stuff, man. PlayStation, PS1 was out. PS1. PS1, bro. We in the house, Super Nintendo. Yes. I remember those days, man. Grandma used to take us to school. We would race yeah. up the block every day to school. This weeks, bro. Every yes. day. That was a blessing, too. You know, having somebody because my pops at that time was working days and my mom had the daycare. So, you know, having this weeks to be able to come pick us up and drop us off every day was a blessing. I remember I remember being in the car and just, just being excited. You know, was it? Was it your grandmother's car that had the, the TV inside? She had like a little, was it that or was it? No, that wasn't her car. Okay, I'm, I'm remembering us being in somebody's car. Maybe this is like a whole other time on the way home and they had like a little mini TV in the car. That was my grandmother's friend, Talisa. She had a uh, Nissan Quest minivan right, right, right. and it had the little, it was maybe like a three inch TV. Yep, yep. And we watched yep. Magic School Bus on that joint. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. I I didn't even think about it at that time, how progressive your aunt was. That's your aunt, you said, right? Your aunt's friend. Yeah, yeah how progressive she was, man. I'm like, we were just hyped to have TV, like be able to sit and watch TV, like five years old. Like, 
you know, watching Magic School Bus. But yeah, I remember these days, man. Yes. Never forget that. Can never forget that, man. Never. That's, That's definitely history, bro. Yes, sir. So we're going to get right to it because uh, I feel like having people on like you, independent creators, entrepreneurs, small business people um, from where we're from in our neighborhoods is very important. And it's very cool to have conversations with people in the same field, but not really, obviously, because I do a podcast and you do graphic design. But it's kind of the same thing because we go through a lot of the same things and trying to make our name or establish what who we are in this space, et cetera. And I think there's a lot of great information that we both have um, and that we could pass on maybe to the next generation of creators. So the first thing I want to ask you is, what inspired you to start your business, your creation, or your movement? Man, well, first of all, thank you again, man, um, for having me and for tapping me to do this interview, man. Um, I appreciate, I always appreciate the platform and, and once again, to be able to build with somebody like yourself who, like you said, we're both seeking entrepreneurship or on that road already, you know, so I appreciate you for having me. Um, for me, man, I, I always knew, I was always into art, as you can remember, you know, I was mm-hmm. drawing and matter of fact, around the time that we first, you know, back in those um, pre-K and kindergarten days, that was when I started my artistic journey just drawing, you know, I didn't know what I was doing at that time with stick figures, but I stuck with it and it became a passion of mine, you know, and um, by the time I hit, I would say after I got my associate's degree, because I had taken a little break from art, you know, I was trying to figure out if there's something else I might want to do, you know, and I got my associate's in mass communications, but um, I, I, I had a, I still had a passion to do art, to create, you know, and I was like, all right, how can I create but not be a starving artist. Right. You know I'm saying so I was like, which my pops is actually the one who gave me the advice to look into um, like what area of art is the most lucrative, mm-hmm. but can still allow for me to flow in what I'm passionate about. And at the time, um, graphic design came into my mind. That's something that I was always aware of, but I never thought I would be doing it because when I was little, I always wanted to draw cartoons. That was my thing. Um, and I, I knew like, I'm like, y'all be a cartoonist. I'm gonna make like the next Dragon Ball Z, whatever it was. And that was it. But when I started to get older and realized the other opportunities within the arts, I'm like, wait, maybe there's more to, to this, this whole thing, you know? So, um, around that time, uh, so this is like 2013 mm-hmm. or 2014, I decided to, um, you know, look more into graphic design. And um, it wasn't until a few years after that I actually went to school for it. Oh, and okay. while I was in school, um, I decided after I did. So the blessing of knowing a lot of people, um, Elam helped me with that. The church we grew up in, like I, I, like I could say that I know a lot of people from that church and then also mm-hmm. other um, part areas of life, you know, and um, just people, you know, that know people that knew me, that knew I do art, uh, one particular person. Um, she reached out to me to do her logo. Actually, it was, it was, no, actually it was another friend from the church. Mm-hmm. Um, he reached out to me to do a, a logo design for a friend. Okay. He was doing designs for um, this particular um, person who owns a business, very prominent business owner. And they um, needed, they wanted to do a redesign, but it wasn't something that they were really thinking of. So my friend as, as his designer 
or that, that the guy who was helping him with his designs um, took it upon himself to be like, yo, I can tap, you know, he tapped me to help him like conceptualize a logo concept. And that was my intro to the business side of design. So I was still at this point where I was trying to figure out, all right, yeah, I'm doing design, but you know, what, what do I want to do with it career wise? I was still kind of dragging my feet there. Like, okay, you know, kind of going with the flow. Right. Um, so, but then that opportunity allowed for me to realize the benefit of doing design um, as a business. And from that, this was, that was, you know, when I made the decision to do design is about 2014. Okay. And forward to 2016 is when I did the, um, the initial design for that business, the logo design. And from there, from that point, 2016 on is when I decided to become more dedicated to um, the business of design. And that was when I made the decision to get into business full, well, not full time at that time, but that I knew that's the road I wanted to go down, you know? So yeah, man. Hope I answered the question. Yes, you did. Oh. And also, you see, I'm, I knew I wasn't the only one who you had knew previously that reached out and be like, hey, yeah, I need yeah. something. Yo, Hook it up. Man, it's a blessing, you know, knowing pe- who you know, who you right. know. Right. It's not who you know, it's who you know. Who you know. And word of mouth is still the most powerful marketing tool. You know? Yes, for sure. Most powerful, you know. All right. So the next question is, you know, what do you want to convey or what do you want the overall message to be with your movement? So um, for me with the Bronx Bias podcast, it's two things. It's one, debunking sort of the stereotypes that come with where, we, where I am, where I currently reside. And two, that, you know, whomever you are and wherever you are, and no matter what you look like or how, you, you know, what you orient, what's your orientation or your political standing, what you have to say matters. You know, a lot of the times where, you know, coming from the areas that we come from, we think our thoughts and opinions don't really mean much in terms of the grand scheme of society. And so it was very important to me to always have that message to say, you know, wherever you are, no matter where you are, what you have to say and what you think about and how you feel about certain issues or certain things is important. And you should never feel like, you're ever in a position where you can't speak your mind or you can't um, uh, emanate positive things or positive energy from wherever you are. It doesn't matter if you do it through social media. It doesn't matter if you do it through a podcast. It doesn't matter if you do it through, you know, filmmaking, photography, et cetera. As, as long as you have something inside of you, you have the space and you are uh, uh, worthy enough to express it and, have people respect your opinions. So I always try to move like that, whatever, with whatever I do and whatever I say on this platform. And I want to know as a graphic designer, of course, you know, how do you then convey certain messages or how do you, or what is, I should say, what is the messages that you want to display or convey with your art and your art form? Well, first of all, I must say, for what your mission is, you're doing an excellent job of that. Bro. Well, like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've listened to a few of the episodes and just hearing that you can feel that through, you know, the the podcast as you're presenting it, the way that you present it, and everything. So you're definitely on that on that path, you know. Thank you. And for me, man, that's actually something that I'm still trying to figure out. Being completely honest, I know 
I know one thing as an artist, we all want to be innovative. Mm-hmm. We all want to create something that um is like or create art or or create um, um content that you know really inspires and and changes people's perception of things, especially in society. Um, my my motto, well, my slogan for my brand is forging innovation by design. Mm-hmm. So this this thing, even though I'm still on that road to figure out exactly what I want to convey, you know, and it's not easy only because as a in in design, there's so much that you can. It takes a while before you you find your your niche, right? Because you know, there's so much um, opportunity. You know, you might be doing a design for um, a, a hair care product. A hair mm-hmm. care brand, or right. and then next week it's a, a restaurant brand. Right. And next week it's a you know something completely different. So, I think the key for me, what I know for sure is that anything that I create, um, it, I want to be able to create innovation out of it, to birth innovation out of it. You know, so that because messages have power. You know, branding is a powerful thing. For sure. That the symbols. You know, the, the power of symbols. You know. We'll be here all day if we get into that, you know, how deep symbolism is and all that right. stuff. So you want to create the, the goal for me is like I want to create things that convey, you know, a certain positivity and inspire people. You know, um, it, it's, it's straight no chaser and it, it inspires and it it even even the things that may seem simple, you know, even like a business or a brand that may seem like oh, it's just a restaurant. You're just going to eat some fried chicken or whatever it is. Right. You know. The, the brand itself or the way that the identity is designed should be for me so powerful that even in that, you know, the audience, there's this attachment that comes from it. And it also has to match what the brand owner themselves represents in their life. You know, so, you know, I'm, I'm also conscious of who I work with, you know, what, what right. that, that's more target audience, who your target audience is, um, because they have to, for me, I, I, I'm now, I've now decided, like recently I've decided that I don't want to take on any project that doesn't inspire me or it doesn't excite me because then I can't do my best work, you know? That's, that's, and right. Also, that's right. Exactly. And then also the people who I, I'll be working with, I'm going to be very selective now with, who, with those people because it has to be people that share a desire to innovate share a desire for people, a passion for people, a passion to move culture forward. You know, it's a lot of different things. So for me, that's the key thing. You know, it's like, I just want to be able to inspire positive change and bring, you know, lasting innovation in a positive way through my art, you know, but as far as knowing um, exactly um, what kind of projects that I want to take on, um going down the road i'm still trying to figure that out and that's something i've been spending a lot of time digging into to figure out you know um but not too much time because i don't you know i try not to stay in one space for too long you know but i'm definitely on that road to figure that out well i mean i think yeah i think that you know you never have it i think it's a mistake and that kind of leads into the next question but a mistake that a lot of people do when they start anything you know is they want to have a hundred percent 
at day one. Like you're never gonna get your art or your art form changes so frequently. The way that this pod has changed from episode number one to now, episode number 40, right. is, is two, it's night and day. It's completely different. If I went in with the mindset of I want to be the absolute best day one, then I would always, I wouldn't even make it this point because I would never get to my own expectation. But I think the beauty in art in general is that it's ever changing it's ever moving, it's ever evolving, and you're never going to be the same artist at one point or the other. Yeah. At one point, this podcast could be, I'm speaking about nothing but politics. Mm-hmm. But another point, it could be, I'm speaking about nothing but sports. And it's both okay. Right, right, right. The ever-changing art. Mm-hmm. Art will That's always huge. change. Bro, That's huge what, you, what you're saying, bro. It, it's something that is honestly a blessing to be in the fields that we're in it is in a field in, in that you know it's like you have the opportunity to constantly grow and i had right. to check myself on that and exactly what you're saying to be like yo you don't have to have it all together you don't have to be a perfectionist you just as long as you have clear goals just move and as you're moving you'll learn things and you'll find yourself you'll find your niche or you'll find what you're gifted in you'll find your purpose as you move, you know, your purpose, essentially, you know, we have this thing about like, we got to, we got to search for our purpose, but naturally, if you're, if you align yourself the right way, your purpose will find you. Right. Oh, you, know, you won't even have to, you'll run right into it. You won't have to go hard and press hard for it. So that's huge, bro. That's something that I'm now really over the last, I will say like two months that I've really been um, coming to a new realization about. You know? Okay, so that's great because it's, it's you never even when you feel like you're at the point where, man, I got this on lock, right. whatever this is, is going to change. And then you're going to have to, you know, readjust no. and figure that out. The Graphic next design alone, like every year there's a, there's new trends. There's like a top 10 list of 2021 trends already. And it's November. it's like yo it's always it's an ever moving thing so it's just a matter of like you said man just keeping on that road and moving and making it happen and as you go you'll find you know exactly what your passion is that's right so which kind of like transitions us into the next one i want to ask you so what are some shortcomings and pitfalls to try and overcome with beginning any new venture so you know obviously it's you don't want to have you can't have the whole 100 percent day one. Of course, you got to give yourself time. You got to trust the process. Yeah. But what are some other things, that, at least in your experience, that you would say as some shortcomings to avoid when beginning your new ventures? Man, I would say exactly one of the things, exactly what. Um, well, I'll start with saying um, that you should have you sh- I think before you begin, you should at least have a clear set of values for what you're trying to do. You know, what, what are your values for yourself first? That, but that's a whole other thing, your values right. for yourself. And then for the venture or the business, whatever you're trying to start the brand, whatever it is. And then from those values, creating goals that um, reflect back to your values. And once you have that in place, it just become. I think the next step becomes exactly what we were just speaking on and just starting to move, you know, you know, you can plan, always plan first, 
but never expect everything to be perfect. Like you just mentioned as well, you know, um, set the, you know, have your values in place. Why are you doing what you're doing? Um, what, what do you, what about it? Um, it is so inspiring for you to, to want to do it. And then from there, um, you, you have your mission statement, you have all of that stuff in place. And then once that in place, that's in place, you set the goals. And when you set the goals, you just start to move and don't hesitate. Don't feel like you got to have it all together. Just move and, and, you know, God is with you as you move, you know, he, he'll, he'll align certain things and put certain things in your place as you, as you go. But if you sit back, you know, he, he can't work with you, you know, um, that, and I would say, um, just trusting your own intuitiveness in the sense of like, for me being a Christian, like I, I believe that God speaks to, to all of us. You know, if we, if we um, are, are trying to do something and we make a commitment to say like, I'll follow God as he leads me. That's not to say sit back and wait for him to give you a revelation or something, but it's like, once you make the plan and you give it to God and say, Lord, this is my plan. From there, he'll he'll work with you. He'll hear you, and then as you're moving, boom, you know the the things are start to unravel for you. So I think just trusting God's voice in you as as you feel that motive to move. You know, don't hesitate. Hesitation kills uh, vision. Hesitation kills like plans. All of that. So yes, that, for sure, that's another thing that I, I've learned recently. You know, you hesitate because you want everything to be perfect, but no, just move. You have the you have the blueprint. You have it written out. Just move on that, you know. And mm-hmm. um, oh, and provision. You always want to be wise with your your money. You always want to make sure you have enough to where um you 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 can start to do things at the right time. You always mm-hmm. gotta be smart, you know. If you start too soon, sometimes then you're in the huddle of trying to get everything done, but you don't have the ends or the means to accommodate what you're trying to do. So you always want to be wise with that, you know? So I'll right. say those three things. Yeah. That's great. That is great. That is 100% great. Um, the next thing I wanted to ask you is what keeps you motivated in this space? So for me, it's the community of people that could potentially hear this show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course the show is going to change and of course it's going to grow and, you know, become a completely different thing from where you start. But what keeps me motivated is one, it's my passion, and two, the the um, the impact that it could have. Personally, I've had people literally from all around this country who I've never met before. Yo, man, I'm a 21 year old from Louisiana. I'm a 22 year old from California. I'm a you know 25 year old from Iowa. I somehow, some way, stumbled across this show. And, you know, I heard what you were saying about so-and-so topic and man, I appreciate you for that. I appreciate you saying these things. I appreciate the messages that you're putting out, man. I didn't even know the Bronx, New York had these things. I didn't, I was, you were right. The, I was, uh, uh, casting stereotypes on this place and I had no idea about it. So thank you for, you know, the messages and keep moving along with your show. And that is like, but beyond money. It's mm-hmm. the best thing that I can do or yeah. the best thing that I can, you know, have come to me. Right. People who hear this come across the show, however they come across it and they say, man, your show helped me in this way or your show inspired me to pursue my dreams or my passions or man, I really 
I'm thankful for you saying that no matter where you are, or no matter who you are, what you have to say is important and how you want to express yourself is important. And that is like, I feel like is what's going to keep me potting every week, every week is going to keep me in the book, writing new ideas is going to keep me paying attention to the landscape so I can adapt my show and never get complacent because even in this short time that, you know, it hasn't even been a year that I've been doing the show yet. Right. In this short time, I can already see beyond what I thought even for myself with this show. Mm. So that keeps me going because it's not about me all the time. It's a, sometimes it's, it's never even about you sometimes. Mm. It's about how you literally sit in that, you know, on a microphone, how you mm. can affect others Right. how you can impact others mm -hmm. and how your messages will be remembered, you right. know? So that will always keep me going. So I want to know what keeps you going in this space. Man, I think the exact same thing as you, man, the passion one. And then one thing that I always ask God every day is what, what do you, what, in what way would you want me to impact others? You know, and, art being what I'm doing now in, in a medium that is, is very impactful and very um, um, plays a key role in getting messages out. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to figure out the best ways that I can convey, you know, a certain sense of positivity and spread a certain sense of inspiration through the art. Right. I'm always searching for that. I'm always looking for that next thing that I can do, right, that I can create that can impact somebody else in a positive way. So I think the same exact thing as you, man, and that's the, those two things, the passion for it and also the, um, the drive to impact, to um, inspire others and to be a positive influence on other people as well. You know, and also I think if, um, inspiration from others who are doing exactly what I want to do. That motivates me too, like, you know, um, opening Instagram and, and seeing all these art pages I follow who are in the same vein as me and have similar goals and, and values like I have and seeing them doing it and creating amazing things and just breaking barriers and like fearlessly, you know, that, that motivates me as well. You know, so I would say those three things definitely. Well, you know, they say great minds think alike. Right, right, right. <laughs> Facts. You know what I'm saying? It's true. It's so true, there you go. And this is, I think this is a great, uh, like a great open-ended type of question or even multi-layered right. because I don't think there's every one right answer for this question. Okay. How can we leave a path for the future generation of creators? You know, some people will look at it and, okay, maybe I should be financially stable so I can reinvest, right? right? That's one approach. Right. Not, it's not, there's no wrong answer. Some people think, just continue on the path that I'm on, mm -hmm. continue with my positive messages. That's going to be the best way. Right. Some people want to start maybe some non-for-profit organizations and help people in that way. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's no really right answer for it. Because yeah. um, when I try to like pinpoint one thing, it all goes hand in hand, at least in my opinion. True. Obviously, you want to reinvest with, mon with money. Maybe if you could create a organization to that is literally geared to helping a community in need. Right. It's there's like, when you, you can't, I, I feel like you can't really say one thing is the best way, yeah. but what are some ways in your opinion 
that we can leave a, a path for the future generation of creators? Man, well, I believe that, you know, one thing, one thing I've learned over the last few years is that every gift that God gives us is to give away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not for ourselves to keep for ourselves. So, you know, just that idea of using our gifts alone and making sure that we do everything intentionally. Um, you know, if we say that we value um, creating impact, then everything that we do, we're, we're very selective with that. And we do it intentionally so that the next the next up, the next generation, they can take from that. You know, leaving something that is, um, what's the word? Like leaving something that is tangible for the next generation to pick up and and take take on. And, and I think that's everything that you mentioned as well. You know, you can have, it could be financially because that applies to money too. We don't get money. Wealth is, wealth is beautiful, but wealth is not for us essentially only. Right. It's to give away, give to the poor, you know, to give right. to the less fortunate, to help build up communities so that applies to wealth that applies to um you know if you decide that you want to create a platform like what you have right now the podcast it could be a nonprofit organization which is something that i'm getting ready to bring back around as well um having a platform that can help inspire others and that can be something that can be passed down to a younger generation you know so it's a lot of different ways that you can do that. But I think, yeah, the main thing is just allowing for your gifts to having the mindset that your gifts is not for you and for your own um, ego or your own accomplishments, but not just your own accomplishments, but also for other people and mainly for other people to help others, you know, having that in mind. Yeah, I would say, you know, is the main thing. All right. That's that is great. That is great. So you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood, N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Now, Aaron, tell the good people where they can find you wherever and however you are on the Internet. Where can the people find you if they want to get to see all your creations? All right, so I'm, I'm on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at Aaronic. So that's A-A-R-O-N-I-I-C. Um, I have an art page, uh, which has a lot of my work. Um, that's A Davis Graphic Design on Instagram, at A Davis Graphic Design. Um, you, can, you can check out my website, www.adavisgraphicdesign.com. Um, check out my work and and there's also if for you artists out there there's a the platform Behance um, you can find me on Behance um, that's Behance um, and my username is Aaronic so A A R O N I I C two eyes and um, I think that's it yeah I think that's about it All right. All right. so um, what I do on every show which is great because you know the, obviously the show is not just about me is I do Q&A questions and answers from the listeners. So the listeners will hit me on social media and they'll ask me questions um, that they want to hear my perspective on or maybe even some funny stories, whatever the case is. So I wanted to do that with you on the show. So I have here some questions that the listeners have asked me previously and I want to see what uh, you have to say about these certain questions. Now I'm going to start with one that's probably going to get you in trouble because you know how people are. We're going to do... What are your top five albums, any genre, of course, right, your right. top five albums of all time? And you know how people are on social. 
If yeah. you don't say they favorites, they gonna come for you. I mean, yo, listen, man. I, well, firstly, I'm a music lover, so this is something that's hard. I don't think I've narrowed down my top five, um, but I just love to talk music. I'm like a music buff. Like if I wasn't doing art, I'd probably be in, um, working for like Complex or something or some <laughs> some music platform like that. But um, um, definitely. Um, Midnight Marauders by Tribe Called Quest. For sure. My favorite albums. Like that album is like the staple for hip hop. Um, I would say this is R&B now. Um, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. It's one of my all-time favorites. Classic. It's like, you know, the message is so, so it's like a prophetic album, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of what he was talking about is still going on right now. Um, um, Donnie Hathaway's extension of a man is is a deep one. Um, and what else? I would say, um, oh, Fred Hammond. This is gospel now. Um, mm-hmm. Fred Hammond's The Spirit of David. Okay. Is, is up there. And um, the fifth, I'm not too sure about the fifth. Oh, Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, great, great album. Yeah. I was when it oh, came out, maybe people weren't ready for it. But yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. One thing I will say, like with artists and musicians, because it's the part of the brain that I don't have, right? Like <laughs> I, art is not for me. Like I, okay, I can't okay. do it. Right. Making music, I wish I could, but I, I know that's not for me. When Sick. artists make things, right, at one point of in, in time. So mm-hmm. for Kendrick, Pimper Butterfly came out in 2015. 15, yep. Literally, you listen to Kendrick. Pimp a Butterfly right now on this date in 2020. And you're like, did this really come out five years ago? Like, like how, that- how did you even have the foresight to make a project like this at this time? Bro, I'm telling you, man, that's that that's all, like that was my first reaction to it. It was just like, yo, this is completely different from anything that anything this is doing at, at this time. And the whole like, for instance, the whole music industry stood up and was like, yo, this is crazy. I remember the reactions that day and the, the album, I think it made the news and everything. Like, it was on the news and people was raving about it. CNN was talking about it. It was just an incredible project. And a lot of what he was talking about is 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 um, still going on right now. And it's, it's pointing to what's going on right now. So that's what that's music that stands the test of time, you know? Yes. Like, if, it, if your message is still applicable to today then you know you're a great artist you know yes you can create something that stands the test of time like that and that's what i aim to do in my art you know stand the test of time be able to create something that lasts you know that's right yeah right shout out to kendrick lamar yeah shout out to kendrick lamar would you answer do you answer the questions as well or yeah yeah so at the time when i got this question this was an early episode and i did all five hip-hop but I, I redid it now because I have five with cross genres, mm-hmm. right? So number five, I had the same as you. Well, I don't know how you ordered yours, but mine, I'm going to do it in order. Number five. Yeah. I don't think it's any particular order for me. Yeah. Okay. Number five, I had Tribe as well. Midnight Mirage. Uh, okay. Okay. I had Tribe. All right. Um, number four, on my hip hop list, I had, what was it? Uh, tri- Doggy Style, Snoop Dogg. I had that on my hip hop list. Wow. Right? Yeah, so that, that was serious. Yes. Yeah. Um, number three, I had this was controversial. I got a lot of heat for this. Mm-hmm. My number three for my hip hop list was the blueprint two. Wow. Right. So 
That's different. Right. When people think about Hove, they say reasonable doubt, mm-hmm. blueprint one, right? Yeah. It's like, all right, I, whatever. Those. <laughs> for me, I'm like, when I think about it, like listening to it, right. the blueprint two had everything. It had mm-hmm. the introspective joint because he did the Biggie uh, tribute. Right. He had the super Valley. hit records yeah. uh, with the... Um, uh, excuse me, this, mm-hmm. and then he had the I'm the best rapper ever with uh Blueprint 2 and Hovey Baby, and it's like he gave you literally everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, I got heat for that. I got heat. <laughs> How could you, fans, man, from you New York? Hard- yeah, How yeah. could you not say reasonable? Di- I got heat. You know, the hardcore mm. fans is gonna come at you, man, but I that was a good out. It was a solid. I didn't like it at first much. Mm-hmm. I felt like some of the beat choices were. But as I as I like listen to it more as I'm older, I'm like, this is actually a great album. So I'm, I feel you on that one. Yes. Number two for my hip hop list, I had uh, Illmatic, Nas. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's and number six for me. Yeah. <laughs> and number one, I got a lot of heat for. I got it on the wall. Dark, uh, beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Number one. Listen, man. I mean, that was an incredible album. man. Yes. I remember when that dropped and just being like, yo, this guy is the master. Yes. The production and, and just the ability to bring all these great artists together and just create amazing music, man. He, he's a genius. Say what you want about his politics and all the other stuff. He's a genius, man. You know? I got a lot of heat for that. And um, my mom was mad at me because I didn't put it on, even though it needs to be on the list. Right. I didn't put Jill Scott Words and Sounds Volume One on the list, and I was like, "Ma, it was only hip hop." I, 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 know. <laughs> I listen. I love Jill. Just you put me on to Jill. You took me to yeah, the yeah, record yeah, store. Yeah. We bought Jill together. Cool. I, I know. know your mom was a Jill Scott fan. Oh, she loved Jill. She went three years ago on New Year's Eve. There was a Jill Scott concert at Radio City for New Year's to bring in the New Year. Wow. She went, and I, of course, I was not invited. She went with her people. And, but yeah, girls she, night. It was girls night. She loved Jill. Last year, she went to Philly to see Jill perform um, live in her hometown. Love Jill. She was like, "You didn't put Jill on it." I was like, "It was only hip hop. I couldn't put Jill." You know, I love Jill. Yeah, Jill is one of the, the great artists, the great soul artists, man. Modern. Yes. Songs. Yeah, there's a few of them, and Jill is up there too. And I wanted to put. Um, uh, Erica Badu, Mama's Gun on there as well. But, you know, that's another time. I, when you try to compile albums, that's the thing about music. It's you hard, can't. Bro. You're that's always like, going to That's like five out. rappers, bro. That's still hard. That's like, I think I have mine now. But it took a while for me to get my top five rappers. Put it, let, let's hear it. Uh-oh, we're going we gonna to send the heat. I opened the can with that one, right? Um, you can send the heat your way with that. Kendrick is, and I don't think this is in a particular order. I never really order it. Um, maybe one day I'll, I'll order it, but um, because it changes. Mm-hmm. But right now, Kendrick Lamar, top five. Um, Nas. Um, Fonte. A lot of people don't know who Fonte. Oh, is. little brother. Yeah, Fonte is top five. Just his his versatility in the game, and for for, for Drake fans, he actually is the rapper who Drake was trying to emulate early on. So check him out. Um. And who else? Um, Black Thought. Black Thought is crazy. Crazy. And um, fifth, who's fifth? Um, it's a toss up between Andre 3K 
and this dude named Elzai. I know Elzai. Yeah, from uh, Michigan. Yeah, bro. Them two, because he just dropped a project, and I was listening to it. And I'm like, nah, this guy is top five. Like the way his his wordplay and everything is just crazy. Um, but yeah, I think those five are my top five. Now you see my my top oh, five. Is is it is hard and mine is different from yours. Mine right. is a lot different. We That's share true. some. Right. I got Jay Z, mm-hmm. Kanye, Nas, Andre three thousand, mm-hmm. and I got Eminem five. Yo, Eminem too, man. Eminem is six. He's on the top ten for me for sure. Yes, him and another sure. one, Busta Rhymes. But oh, now ten. and Jay two is my top ten. I wanted to go crazy. I wanted to do. I maybe I have to do a separate pod because I just listened to <laughs> Extinction Level Event Two. Bro. I listened to it like three times, and I'm like, "All right, I want to talk about it, but I know if I start talking about it, I won't be able to stop talking about oh, it." Bro, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's crazy. That's an episode on its own. Yeah, I, and then I I watch his Drink Champs episode. Mm-hmm. Of course, in parts, because, you know, drink change. Right, because it's like two hours, three hours long. Yeah, so over the last, I would say, week on my free time, I, like, listened to the episode. And just, like, his journey, him sharing his journey from his solo album and what led to ELE2 is just incredible. And just his his longevity in the game, too, man. Coming up with Tribe and, you know. It's just incredible his, his journey as an artist, and he never changed. Same Buster, man. Same. Buster, Same. You know, maybe physically, I, but not <laughs> lyrically. And, you know, not lyrically and, and artistically. He's the same, man. It's I'm like, same. I heard it. I'm like, cause I was like, all right, let me scratch together some names for the top albums of 2020, right? So I had a list, and then Buster came out, and I'm like, all right, where do I even put them? Number one. And two, if I like, if I know, if I say, okay, guys, I got a new music recommendation for y'all. If you haven't heard it, Buster Rhymes came back out with ELE two. That wouldn't be enough. Like, yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's an hour album. There's so many songs. There's so many sample flips. Great features. And I'm like, man, man. maybe I can't even. Maybe I have to start a blog and just blog about it. Like, you right? Got, you got the, even the best for like. Knots. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. Knots, but no, Knots an incredible producer. Like a lot of people put him as the um, like a kind of like a next Jay Dilla in a sense. Oh. But of course, that's that's a whole other thing. Um, but like Knots is incredible. He's one of the few that kept that boom bap sound. Mm-hmm. But he's able to bridge that gap into like 2020. You know, he is not back in the 90s with it. So it's incredible. And he also. Him and Buster have great chemistry in that he Buster always sounds perfect on his beats. He does. So you know he 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 was very tactical with how he he's but he said on Drink Champs that he was working on this album since his last album, which was really? um, 2009. Yeah, right. He said he started the initial um, you know production of it or the creation of it from back then, but so much happened in his life in between that time. You know, between his family. And Fife Dog's death, and then all these different right. deaths, you know, and it's like, you know, all it kind of was a put on hold, but it allowed for the better art to come out because he's really pouring out, you know, and, and things like that. And his mentor, Chris Lighty. Chris Lighty passed away, yeah. 2012. So, you know, that was big for him. That was a that was one that, you know, really inspired a lot of the album, too. You know, great yeah, art. I don't, you got a good ear, though. 
I don't know, man. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm gonna tackle Buster in the next coming weeks. Yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. <laughs> man, I, I think I'm like that Drink Champs episode. Yeah, I might have to like just even just start a blog, like right, right, right. Bronx Bias blog, and oh, that that could be next phase. First post, right? The first post, right? <laughs> Love letter to Buster Rhymes, oh. and have it be fifty pages. Facts, 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 man. Try to get, just a buster. Check that out. Yeah, man. Definitely. All right. So the next question from the listeners, uh, what is something that you like to do the old fashioned way? Because you and I, we're like in the middle. We right. remember PlayStation One. Yeah, yeah. Cable yeah. box with the red with the red letters. Yep. With the red numbers. Yep. We remember yeah. like, you know, tokens on the subway. Mm-hmm. Right, but also we're like really quick to the new stuff, like because we get it. Mm-hmm. So, what is something that you personally like to do the old-fashioned way? Man, um, a lot, a few things actually. I, I'm I'm big on chivalry and and manners, you know, just like being cordial and courteous to people. You know, I'm big on that one. Um, a lot of a lot of the younger generation, we we have a lot of um, fire because we're trying to change the narrative of how um, a lot of things have been over the last generations. But in that, in that passion, there's like a, a kind of aggressiveness that a lot of us have. And it's like, now nah, we're going to bust this door open. Forget who's standing outside the other end of the door. We're going to bust it open, you know? Right. And that has its place, but I, I'm big on being, um, you know, the old fashioned stuff in the sense of like, real authentic building real authentic relationships with people real friendships where respect is the key right where understanding and trust is the key and you know we can i think we can be most successful in our endeavors with those things in mind those values in mind so i think that um maybe fashion wise i'm kind of old so i love wearing suits you know i love um, ah you're a uh, suit guy yeah yeah man um um and i think i think that but I can also switch it up and rock like a pullover hoodie and some jeans and, you know, some Pumas or whatever it is, you know, Nikes. Um, but yeah, I think those two things mainly. Oh, my music taste. My music taste. I can go from like 19, like Motown to like right. um, the most mock current thing, you know, now Lil Uzi or, or whoever's, you know, whatever, whatever I, I'll listen to. My, my library is so diverse, you know, so I think those three things for sure. Okay. For me, the the thing I do the old fashioned way that I don't know if it's going to change mm-hmm. is I have to write, you know. Like, uh, oh, to, yes. Me too. I have to write. Right, right. Like, right. you know, because obviously you write everything down on your phone, right? Or you do it, you know, on your computer yeah. with your documents and everything. But like when I'm, when I have ideas, when I have just random thoughts, oh. like I have to write them. Like oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't the phone I just can't do it it's not the same it's like right. when I get the pad and I just all right I'm gonna I have an idea for a new episode I have an idea for a topic that I want to talk about I have to write it like I can't it's not even it's not even the same when I look at it on the screen yep. I, when I look at it on the notepad yeah you if, know what I find too I'll write something in my phone and forget about it Right. Yo, it's the worst. Like I have like my notes is like mad stuff in my notes. And that's what led me to go back to writing this year. Like I was like, like from January, I'm like, nah, I'm gonna start to write out my goals. 
write out everything, you know, and it, it does something to your, your mental. That's something that should never um, go out of style. Yes. The power in that, you know. Yes. Centuries, that's how we communicated. That's how we remember things and, you know, made um, accomplish our goals. So, you know, that's you. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's like, I don't know. I saw something somewhere. I don't know if I'm remembering correctly. When you write things down on paper, Right. It's the physical manifestation of your thoughts. And I was like, yo, like, yeah, see, I for sure, true. because no, it's, true. it's true. It's not even the it's same tangible. when I when you type it. It's not right. the same. It's tangible now. So you can get up and touch it and look at it and, you know, and whatever. And it's right there. It's, it's in your face. If you want to hang it up on your wall, it's right there for you to see. So you don't forget. You know, you say I have some stuff hung up here. Yeah. You know, that it's like, yo, you need that. You know, for your mind, you know, wake up. That's the first thing you see. You remember, okay, I, I got to do this. Right. And the last question from the listeners is, what is, what do you wish that people would stop asking you? For me, it's easy. My name is Denzel. <laughs> Since I can remember my <laughs> earliest memories. Oh, your name is Denzel? Like, guess who? <laughs> Denzel Washington. Oh, yes. The answer for everyone out there. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It'll be yesterday. <laughs> yes in 1995. It'll be That's yes right. tomorrow. The answer yeah. is yes. Right, 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 right. Please. Now, on that one, bro. Please stop. I ain't gonna lie to you. Even like anybody I meet that's named Denzel. <laughs> Denzel Washington automatically just flashes through my mind. Like, it's it's an automatic thing. So, I mean, I, 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 I could feel where people would be like, yo, Denzel Washington. But, you know, I ain't going to sit there and be calling the person like, yo, Denzel Washington. Oh, you what's up, bro? Nah, I ain't going to be doing But you know that. what I was thinking about? I was thinking about this. I was like, I'm glad that I have the name Denzel because Denzel is a super solid dude. Right. right? Like, no one ever has anything to say negatively about yeah. Denzel. That and I was thinking, like, what if my mom named me something different? Like, what if she named me OJ? Right. That would be much worse. Like, or what if she, like, named me Donald? Or something? <laughs> like, it would be much worse. So, Robert, I, Robert, I'll come, right, Robert. Horrible. So, as much as how annoying it is, it's like, but you could have named me something else. But when you complain, I know this is this might be exactly what you can't stand as far as like what people ask you. But I never asked you this, so I got to know: Were you actually named after Denzel Washington? Yes, for real. Oh, yes. Wow. See, um, my mom, my mom was watching Mo Better Blues. Wow, that's another. That's one of my favorite movies, man. And she was watching Malcolm X because it came out in '92. Spike Lee directed Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And she said to herself, and she was watching all the other movies like Mighty Quinn when he had that whack West Indian accent. And she was watching uh, Philadelphia, right? He was the lawyer. Tom Hanks had contracted AIDS and his job fired him. Right, right, right. And she was like, if I have a son, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you already had my sister already. She said, if I have a son, I'm going to name him Denzel. Wow. And lo and behold, here I am. That's that's funny. I never knew that all these years, man. I had the opportunity actually to to see Denzel like a few feet away from me. Really? Yeah, he actually is. Um, he's kind of like the unofficial member of my church that I go to now, Christian Cultural Center. Really? Yeah. So he, like, 
this is years ago now. Like when I first joined, they have like a segment they do when you sign up to join, become a member. They call all the members up. So they called like me and my fam up. And right. Like right there in the first row was Denzel and his wife. Wow. He was bugging like Denzel's. That's crazy. Like Denzel's right here. And then, you know, he's just like, I remember he waved at my little sister. He's like waving at her and smiling and stuff. And then he like saluted my pops and stuff like that. It was, it was crazy. Wow. So you talking to Denzel and you met Denzel. No, it's crazy. I mean, like unofficially, because I didn't actually <laughs> shake his hand or nothing, but he was right there. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And my stepmom one Sunday sat behind, directly behind them. Wow. But it's like, it's crazy how life works, man, you know? Wow. But that's right, dope. So- I didn't know you were named after him. That's dope. 100%. Word. That's a, that's a solid dude right there, man. It is. It is. And, you know, so, of course, what is something that you would wish people would stop asking you? I see we just drifted off the question, my bad. But <laughs> my thing, I think now, um, I have no problem answering it, but when people ask me who are well familiar with what I do or, or have been following me on Instagram and stuff for a while. Do you do art? <laughs> and even, even more so, do you do graphic design? And I'm just like, <laughs> at first it was, I got it. Like years ago when I was just starting out on this journey, it was like, I wasn't, and it's still something that I'm trying to do more of is, is on my personal page. Cause I have two pages. Right. Um, my personal page presenting more of what I do and putting more work out there and more content that displays what I do. But over the last month or so, I've been doing that now. And you you still get those questions. It's interesting. Like even the more you share, it's like the more you share, the more you get those questions. <laughs> I get that question. I get asked that question. So it's interesting. But that that right there is just one that has me like, and it has me questioning myself. Like, am I doing something wrong? Like, am I not presenting it right? You know? But yeah, you know, that's not a major one, but that's something that like, it's like, come on, y'all. Like, you got to give it the program here, you know? <laughs> Here's a question I just thought of, literally just thought of. Okay. When did you realize that you were actually good at your art? So, you know, when I was doing the pod, literally this just happened. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was not until maybe episode, let's say 37 of the pod. And I'm on 40 now where I literally just felt everything was the way it was supposed to be. And I was super comfortable, super confident. I felt like I could do it in my sleep. Like I just felt like I could wake up and boom, like it's, I got it. I don't really have to go crazy with everything other, all the other ancillary things. I got it. The light bulb is officially on where it's like autopilot. Right. So, I know. Right. So for you as an artist, when did you get that feeling of, you know, obviously art is different. It's a way different, you know, medium. But when did you feel like the most confident or when did you feel like, man, this is like, I got this. Like, when was your I got this moment? Is this in life or 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 in with, with design in particular? With your design. Oh, design. Man, honestly, I still haven't reached that point. You haven't? Nah, and I think um, well, no, no, I'm lying. Um, I had I had um done a logo, mm-hmm. and it still hasn't. It's still in um, it's a project I'm currently doing. That's is, but I I already had completed the logo, and I was doing an online course 
with one of my design mentors. This guy has designed um, some of the most prominent brands that we know about currently. One of his one of his most popular ones um, is the the current branding for um, Animal Planet. Oh, really? Yeah. So he did their new logo. He's done. Oh. And he's he's a he's a partner in the agency that is like a historic NYC design agency. They've done the um, NBC logo. Really? Yeah. They've done like Chase Bank. They've done all these big time um, brand logos. So I was doing his course, and he had a segment where we can um, share some of our work and get feedback. Mm-hmm. And having him say, "This is great." Cause you know he's 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 keeping it a stack. Like he's gonna tell you like, um, yo, you know you need to work on this, whatever the case is. But to have him just say this is good, this is great, you're on the right track with it. At that point, I wasn't done with the logo yet, but I was just about finished, and I wanted to know there was one thing that I wasn't sure about, and he gave me some pointers on on it on what to do. But he was like, as a whole, this logo is great. So to have him say that was for me my like moment of like, wow, I'm on the right track. You know, that's great. That's great. Yeah, bro. That is great. I, mean, yeah, I still maybe I'm too tough on myself, but I still feel like I have a long way to go. But I'm I'm moving, you know, I'm trying to just keep on learning, keep growing. Like you said, like we were talking about earlier, is is a constant, there's constant progression in, in design. So it's always something that is changing, um, upgrading. So I'm learning now to just go go with the flow you know, know exactly what I'm trying to do and then just go with the flow, you know, so. But that moment had me like, wow, okay, I'm doing something right, you know, with this thing, so. Okay, and last one I got for you that I just thought of. So 2020 obviously is the year of, you know, much uh, strife, right? (laughs) Yeah. What was, for you, the, the the time or the moment in this year where you knew that, everything is going to be okay. Like, you know, everyone, you know, is going through, you know, massive layoffs and difficulties with the healthcare system and everything like that. For me, it was when I literally decided, I made the decision where I put enough time and dedication into the pod where I could do it full time. Wow. Congrats on that. Throughout all the turmoil of 2020, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know that this is the biggest blessing. Like people won't look at 2020 as a year of blessings, but for me being able to just really put everything I have into this entity, this platform that I created for myself was the ultimate blessing. And it could not happen without the year 2020. So is there a moment in this year where you said, you know what, amongst all the happenings of the world, besides all the uncertainty of the world, I have, X moment that happened where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to be fine. And everything is where it's supposed to be for me. Man, I think, um, well, first of all, congrats, because that's huge. Knowing when you, that aha moment of knowing that what you're doing, the time you're putting in, the effort you're putting in, even if everything is not where, you know, you want it to be, you're on that track and you know, wow, I can dedicate my time to this. And I trust it and I believe in it so much that I can do it full time and I know yes. it's successful. That's huge, bro. And I got to big you up for that one time. You know, that's Thank you. that we all search for, man. Um, but I think for me, I think it was it's similar with yours in that regardless of what happened with the pandemic. And I got to thank God because 
you know, just him allowing me to be aware of my gifts and, and figuring out now, okay, how can I um, um, maintain in the midst of, of what's going on? And the brand itself, you know, even though right now it's business is slower mm-hmm. because of the pandemic, but right. it allowed me time now to build up my, my storage of, um, you know, information mm-hmm. and of new techniques and things like that. So for me, it was just that, just being, just the blessing of being able to have all the resources I need to get better in, 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 in building my brand and get better in, you know, applying what I do and, you know, offering the services that I offer, you know, just that realization, okay, this is the direction I'm going and be, you know, being able to set clear goals. Cause God was all in this man, like this time, yes. this time that we're allowed to have to, even though it's unfortunate, a lot of people are, um, you know, they, they don't have it as, as well, or they're not as fortunate, but if you have the resources, this is really the time to get right with what matters, you know, and right. just us having that time away from all the distractions and all the noise to tap into ourselves and really kind of rebuild, you know, it's like, like you're doing a, you're, you're giving a fresh start essentially. And the things that you might've been putting to the side that you're passionate about now, it's like, boom, it's like now or never, you know, to just go after it. So I'm just thankful for that that clarity that I've been able to have during this and through the grace of God has allowed me to be more aware of where I want to go going forward, you know, and 2021 is going to be a crazy year for both. Crazy. Yes, it is. This is the only the beginning for sure. The beginning, man. I think this year was like the, like getting all the inventory together, getting everything in place, removing everything that doesn't need to be. And then boom, 2021 is just taking off, man. I, I, I 100% believe that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I want to thank you again. I love it when the pod comes full circle. Yes, sir. I started on my phone. Aaron, I need you. Yes, you sir. Gotta, I got this vision. I'm creating this podcast. I need it to be expressed in an, art rep, an artistic representation. Right, 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 right. You came through. I was, I'm so happy that you were able to do that for me. I'm so happy that we have been able to keep in touch because we go way, way, way back. Way back. Way back. I'm so happy that we, we are able to keep in touch. I'm so happy that, you know, you're on the right path and creating these beautiful art pieces. And um, man, it's just, it was, it's such an honor to have you on. I'm so thankful that you were able to come on. And uh, I thank you, man. I thank you for first of all tapping me. That's a that's an honor, man. Tapping me and and putting your trust in me, even though we hadn't spoke for a while prior. You still put your trust in me to say, yo, um, I I I, I need this. I have this vision, and I need this done for my podcast, which is gonna take off, and which it is right now. So I'm I'm honored, man, to have been able to be a part of that, and it, it was also. Excited. It was one of the most exciting projects I, I ever did because it brought me back to a place um, years ago as a youngin. I used to do graffiti for fun, right? You know, and and it brought me back to that. I was able to go back in that bag and create something. And you saying, "Yo, just do you." You allowed me to do that was, was huge because a lot of people don't. They they might need the design, but they don't give you that trust or that 
they don't have put that faith in you as a designer to know, okay, he got me. It's like you go to the doctor and you you know the doctor got you. You know, you're not gonna try to tell the doctor like, nah, that's not the pills that I need, or that's not <laughs> right. The I need. You know, you're gonna you know you're in good hands. Right. You allowing me that. Um, it, I gotta say thank you for that, man. And and I'm glad I was able to bring your vision to life, man. Yes, I'm so you're grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. So tell the good people once again, your name, where they can find you, where they can reach you and the name of your creation. All right. So my, so I'm Aaron Davis. Um, my name, my business is called a Davis graphic design. I specialize in brand identity design. I create the images for brands and businesses. That's your logo and the things that people will see before they interact with your brand. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at a Davis graphic design and my personal page is at Aaronic. So that's a A R O N I I C two eyes. And you can check out my website to see my work and reach out to me through there. Um, a Davis graphic design.com. And I'm also on Behance for all you artists out there. That's, um, behance.net slash Aaronic, A A R O N I I C. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And we're going to give you the honor because we close out every show with a great, great, great song. Sorry, yes, sir. We, what is the song that you want to play us out with today? So the song is A Tribe Called Quest, The Chase Part 2. Thank you. Thank you again, brother, for coming on the show, for doing everything that you've done for me. I truly, truly appreciate it. I'm so happy that we were able to collaborate. Much love, much success to you. Much love to the family. Shout out to your dad, your sisters. Can't wait to see you guys in person. And thank you. Thank you so much once again for coming on the show. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Round of applause for my guy, Aaron Davis, man. Round of applause. Last on the docket, uh, and I'm going to do it really, really quickly, is our, of course, NFL predictions. Um, man, <laughs> Jesus Christ. These last two weeks of predictions have not been the best for me. Um, for week eight, I went seven and seven. And week nine, it was slightly better. I only did eight and six. So that brings my record for the year up to 81, 51 and one, which is still pretty good. But I had some horrible game game picks uh for the last two weeks man horrible game picks so we're gonna try to do better uh with this but this week um the thursday night football game i already got wrong because i picked the uh tennessee titans to beat the indianapolis colts and the colts won and one handedly but hey whatever we're gonna keep it going i know i'm gonna do better this week so first game tampa bay buccaneers carolina panthers tampa bay is gonna stomp carolina after new orleans absolutely took them to school they took them to task so i fully expect tampa to bounce back and win against carolina and win big um next game houston texans and the cleveland browns i'm gonna take the houston texans on this i'm gonna take the texans they had a good win last week against the jags i think i think that houston will will put something together against cleveland Washington football team and the Detroit Lions. I will take the Detroit Lions. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Green Bay Packers. I will take the Green Bay Packers. Uh, 
Philadelphia Eagles, New York Giants. I'm going to take the Eagles. The Eagles need to win this game way more than the Giants. I think this is the most important game of the week for Carson Wentz because, you know, everyone's up and down on him. So I think a good win against Philly, build up a lead in that horrible NFC East will be good, beneficial for him moving forward as a quarterback and for the Eagles as a whole. Um, so I'll take Philly to win that. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, Miami Dolphins. Now, this is going to be good. The Cardinals played the Dolphins, what was that, last week? Yeah, last week. And the Dolphins had a great win. And Tua played very well. Kyler played very well. It was an up-and-down game. I think Miami won by three. L.A. has has Justin Herbert, who has been playing amazing as well, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But I'm going to take the young gun. I'm going to take the young, young gun. I'm going to take Tua, man. I'm going to take Tua to win this game. I got the Dolphins to win. I got the Dolphins to beat the Chargers. Next game, Buffalo Bills and the Arizona Cardinals. I will take... I will take... I'm, you know what? I'm, this is going to be my upset of the week. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills to beat the Arizona Cardinals this week. I, I think that they'll be able to keep Kyler in the pocket. That's my prediction. I'll take Buffalo to win that. Denver Broncos, Los Angeles Raiders... Las Vegas Raiders, I'm sorry. Uh, I will take the... I will take the LA Ra- the LV Raiders to win that. I'll take the Raiders to win. Cincinnati Bengals, Pittsburgh Steelers. You already know the vibrations. Pittsburgh is 8-0. Holla at ya, boy. Um, ben Roethlisberger had a COVID scare, so it's his status is in question. But I think he's going to play. Um, and even if he doesn't play, I think Pittsburgh is good enough to beat Cincinnati regardless. So Pittsburgh to win. Next game, Seattle Seahawks and LA Rams. This is going to be a good one, too. Seattle's coming off a pretty bad loss against Buffalo. And LA is coming off a bye week, so they're going to be revitalized and refreshed. Um, Aaron Donald with the Rams. Jalen Ramsey with the Rams. But I'm going to take the Seahawks again. I, I just... Russell Wilson, man. I think Russell Wilson, aside from Ben Roethlisberger, is my favorite quarterback in the league. I think, you know, but obviously Ben Roethlisberger is a Steelers quarterback. And I'm a Steelers fan. But I think, like, other than, like... Other than Ben, obviously Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady and Drew Brees and all these other great ones. But I think my favorite to watch, like just make magic is Russell Wilson. So shout out to Russell Wilson. I got the Seahawks to win that. Uh, Next game, San Francisco 49ers and the New Orleans Saints. I will take the Saints. 49ers have a whole hell of a lot of injuries. Um, Sunday Night Football is the Baltimore Ravens against the New England Patriots. Both teams with a whole lot to prove. I will take Baltimore because they have a better roster. Monday Night Football, Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. Now, Dalvin Cook has been cooking. Chef Dalvin, and he can cook, okay? Um, But the Bears have a really good defense. Their offense is just really laggy. So I think if the defense can stop Dalvin Cook, then, then Chicago will be fine. And that's what I think they will try their best to do. So I will take Chicago to win that. And to get a head start on week number 11 is the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks again. And I will take the Seattle Seahawks to win that game. They had a great first game when they played, I want to say maybe three or four weeks ago, where Arizona was able to win in overtime. But I think Seattle will win this one coming up. And I will say, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it again. If you are a betting man out there, I understand my record is 81-51-1. Pretty dang good. But if you are a betting person out there, do not 
bet with my picks. And if you do, I will take it as you understood what calculated risk that was. And trust you me that if you do lose money betting football based off what I say, I will not help you recoup. So caution to the wind like I have been saying and I will continue to say, if you are a betting person out there and you want to bet some money with these picks, don't be upset when I get them wrong and you lose money. And that is what I got for the NFL predictions. And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 40 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel. I want to send another special shout out to my guy, Aaron Davis. Thank you again for coming on to the show. Appreciate having you on. It was great to talk great to talk to you and um man i'm so again i'm just so so proud of all you guys man going out and boating making your voices heard because a closed mouth don't get fed and y'all went out and got fed man and it's just it's just so great to be a part of it it's so great to be a part of this time um with the social revolution this social revolution i should say and uh man it's just it's just it's just great you know just to see it just to the way that people get activated or have gotten activated and um, literally made their voices heard, man. So it's just great. It's just great, man. And um, I'm going to fade you out with Aaron's selection, a a great, great, great song. Um, It is called The Chase Part Two by A Tribe Called Quest off of the album Midnight Marauders. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode number 40. We are out. I'm about to wreck your body as they turn a party out. I'm about to wreck your body as they turn a party out. I'm about to wreck your body as they turn a party out. I'm about to wreck your body as they turn a party out. I'm about to wreck your body as they turn a party out. I'm about to wreck your body as they turn a party out. I'm about to wreck your body as they turn a party out. I'm about to wreck your body as they turn a party out. Dance life, he got fat. Yeah, I know it looks pathetic. Ali Shaheed Muhammad got me doing calisthenics. Uh. Needless to say, boy, I'm bad to the bone. Making love to my mic like Jerome on the phone. But um, no time for talks. There's bills to be paid. What? Toes to be laid. What? Punks to be sprayed. What? Chumps to attack. So my man, watch your back. 93 means skills are a must. So never lack. Uh. Sit back and learn. Come now, watch the birdie. Your styles are incomplete. Same as Vinny Tester Birdie. Battling? Whenever. On the cooler, cause here come the heat. Lyrically, it's space to jazz will pace the beat. As we proceed to elevate you, we in folk folk. Run into your dad, the abstracts the bad. As we proceed to move the high parts, we know where's ass. Poets got the gimmicks, but they lack the sass of fast to make the average hard rock and cock the Glock. And roam the city streets on the dreary day. I'll be ingredients like sugar and candy. If your life was broke, girl, I'll be the handy dandy that can mend you. My feet is a shower for you. I scrub the back and I force the butt crack, make you shiny. Spiffy in a jiff, fucking with the ab, you got the greatest of gifts. Say, yo, my mic is sounding above five power. You there? Yeah. Adjust the bass of trouble, make my shit sound clear, clear, clear. I'm about to wreck your body against they turn a party out. I'm about to wreck your body against they turn a party out. I'm about to wreck your body against they turn a party out. I'm about to